Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Halan, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Halan, and today we got a very special guest uh, that's going to come on and really talk to us about the home buying process for first-time home buyers um, and really explain step-by-step what it takes to buy a home in today's market. So we have with us Ms. Brianna Barksdale. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me, Eric. Absolutely. Happy to have you on. Yeah, Brianna's actually been helping a lot of my clients. Um affectionately known as Brie. So if you hear me call her Brie, that's that's what that is. Uh, you know, but it just really developing a business relationship and really helping clients get into homes. And so I wanted to have her on this episode because I really want to dive into what it's going to take for anybody who's renting right now to become a first-time home buyer, you know, and kind of what that process is going to take. But before we get into that, just tell me a little bit about you and your background. Yeah, I am uh, born and raised in San Diego. I was a collegiate athlete at Auburn where I played volleyball. Um, I also graduated with my degree in marketing and kind of kick-started my career in marketing. Um, But now I'm here and I'm um, currently working to get my master's in entrepreneurship at UCLA. That's awesome. Amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) When you got your degree in marketing, did you have like a focus that you're like, you know, I really want to get into this or that, or did you always have like a real estate mind? You know, it's crazy. I actually kicked off, kicked off my marketing career, uh, for a mortgage brokerage. And I was focused on, um, promoting the CRM that we had, uh, to realtors and lenders. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, my career came full circle. So (laughs) now you're on the other side. (laughs) So, you know, obviously you're a licensed loan officer. Now you're in how Mm -hmm. many States are you licensed in? 30, 30 States. That's freaking amazing. And clap, clap, clap. Um, you know, most, loan officers just get their license in one state. So that's vital. And I think it's important because as, you know, as we reach out to so many people that are in different states, you know, you can still help them out. Yeah, for sure. Especially our veteran community. Um, A lot of our veterans are PCSing, you know, um, moving to station to station. And, um, you know, we get a lot of clients all around the world. So it's very important that we're servicing um, all of our veteran community in the best way possible. So Awesome. Well, definitely, it's good to know that, you know, you've been in this business for a while. You've kind of mm-hmm. been on the other side of the business, and now mm-hmm. you're here as a loan officer. Is You know, as far as helping first-time home buyers, you know, I know you help mm-hmm. a lot of veterans who are buying their first place. You know, is that is that a special place in your heart for those types of clients? I mean, do you focus on that or? Yes, um, I think it's so important as first time homebuyers to get educated for one, um, use your resources around you, and also uh, knowing what homeownership can do. It can create generational wealth. Um, you know, you could build equity and potentially, you know, sell your property and, you know, have a large lump sum of cash where you can further invest. So I think uh, first time home buyers are like the best clients to have For because sure. <laughs> they just, you know, they're willing to have you pour into them. Right. Which is great. Right. And I, and I, mean, I know you're a lot like I am where, you know, you want to take your first time home, right, home buyer and really turn them into that investor, you know, yes. have that investor mindset. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just helping them kind of get the ball rolling, get in the game. Yeah. You know, it's important. And I, I had you kind of highlight on the competition and, and playing collegiate sports because 
I think that's important. You know, I, I play sports. I think there's a level of competition, mm-hmm. you know, how you're going to fight for your clients, you know, and for how you're sure. gonna compete, um, to make sure that they can get what they want as well. So that's, that's vital for sure. Mm-hmm. So tell me, is there a time where uh, maybe you had a, a transaction or a client that really was down and out, didn't really feel like it was going to happen. <laughs> it yeah. might happen every day, but oh tell my me a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, I just had one recently, and uh, he was a first-time homebuyer, a uh, veteran client, and, um, you know, he is in the same line of work as his military work. Um, he has a fiancé, and his baby was just born oh. December 5th. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was really crucial for him to find a house where he can call a home. And he uh, has been shopping since forever, like since July. Um, He's up in Duarte. So it was very competitive and it's, a lot of the realtors don't understand the VA home loan. They think, oh, well, you need more skin in the game. You need more cash down. Like, why aren't you putting cash down? So he, um, you know, got discouraged. And Mm -hmm. I told him like, keep putting in offers, keep going, looking at homes, like the one will be there. And he finally found a property. And during the transaction, the underwriter was asking for a lot of conditions. She was super particular. And in a lot of scenarios, underwriters were asked for like letter of explanations and they'll ask for school transcripts. And, you know, as a first time home buyer, it can be very overwhelming. Um, And you kind of like have to guide them through it emotionally too. uh, And keep encouraging them like, hey, you know, just because the underwriter is asking for this doesn't mean that the loan's not going to go through. Um, And, you know, there's termite work, which was like a big (laughs) deal too. And, but it's like the normal process. And a lot of the first time home buyers don't understand that. So, it came down to literally the last day. He was like, you know, if it doesn't close tomorrow, um, <laughs> then I'm just not going to go with, through with it. Yeah, yeah. but he, we were able to get the termite clearance close the next day. That's so, awesome. <laughs> And he was like, thank you so much. And it's really important for first-time homebuyers to know it's not going to be easy. Right. You know, they right. think, oh, I just signed a bunch of papers and it's done. <laughs> right. Like, no. It, it's, you go, HGTV has them fooled, you know. Yes. I'm going to look at three homes and put an <laughs> offer in. I got it, you know. Exactly. So, <laughs> but he was um, ecstatic in the end. And I know he will ever forever cherish this moment and having his, you know, fiance and his um, daughter, you know, have a home. Right. Um, it's important. For sure. I mean, yeah, it's like you're you're having an impact at this time in his life, but also impacting future generations to come. Yes, for you know, sure. Now he's got a new baby. And so what is, mm-hmm. you know, the wealth of that household? And, you know, if they do things the right way, you know, mm-hmm. they can be set up for life. So, yeah. you know, absolutely. I, I think that plays a major part in everything that we do. You know, it's like it's not just about the particular client at the particular time. But, mm-hmm. you know, how is this decision going to impact their future generations for sure so that's major so I I do want to kind of dive into you know take me on this journey you know I I'm a (laughs) first-time home buyer you know I'm coming to you and I'm like hey I've been paying rent in San Diego forever it's ridiculous now it's like four thousand dollars a month Mm -hmm. you know and I need to just get into something you know like walk me through that journey and and as we go through this you know I, I I do have a little buzzer (laughs) Um, and so what we're going to play is a little game called buzz lingo and, and buzz lingo is basically is 
if you start to use any jargon, any terms that you know and I know, <laughs> um, but maybe the listener or the viewer doesn't know, you know, we're, we're just going to do a slight little buzz. Okay. And just so it kind of, oh yeah, I need to kind of explain that a little bit. Sounds so hopefully good. I don't have to use it on you. Yeah. <laughs> but if I do, you'll know, and then hopefully we can explain it a little bit more. But Sounds good. Take me through this journey. Now I'm coming just, you know, hey, I, I just met you maybe out at an event, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. I'm letting you know, hey, I want to buy a house. What mm-hmm. is that very first step for me? So usually, as mo- majority of them go, uh, we start off with a consultation. So it's kind of like when you go first reach out to a realtor. Um, you you know you let them know your goals. Uh, we specifically talk about okay, you know what purchase price are you looking at, um, or you know do you have a budget for a monthly payment in mind? And um, you know we talk about things about you know, is HOA fees important to you? Do you want to, you know, do you want a single family residence? Do you want a condo? Um, you know, do you have a family? Um, you know, just make introductions, you know, consult with each other, figure out their goals and um, their aspirations to buying a property. Okay. And so like in that consultation now, we're talking with the young generation. Hey, I'm a millennial, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I don't want to come to the office. What, yeah. you know, does that have to be face to face? Do I have to come to your office for that to take place? You know? No, although we, <laughs> although we love to have our consultations in person, uh, we're, we're really big about face-to-face communication and building relationships. It's not just a transaction for us, um, but we've built amazing relationships over the phone. Uh, we have a mobile application. So um, say we do our consultation over the phone and you're like, okay, I'm ready to move forward. I'll send you a mobile application link. You know, you complete it out to the best of your ability. I send out an email. Okay. Based on your application, these are the requested documents that we need. And then I kind of plug and chug the rest. Okay. And so, and and this is a, this is a major hurdle. We talk about, you know, first time home buyers and not being prepared for obstacles. Right. Mm So, because I know I've sent a lot of people (laughs) your way and they're like, Hey, you know, I want to buy a house. And then they talk to you and then they kind of like, they're like, well, I don't want you to pull my credit. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What is the fear there? What, what, has anybody expressed to you, like, you know, why are they hitting the brakes at that point? Yeah, and it's kind of torn. It's like, okay, either I want you to pull credit today or don't do it. Don't do it at all. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you know, what are your concerns? And majority of the times it's like, oh, well, you know, I have some lates or I need to pay down this balance or, you know, they have preconceived notions based on like apps like Credit Karma or, uh-huh. you know, pulling a Experian or Equifax or whatever they use. Um, and they think they have a score in mind, but we actually pulled directly from the credit bureau. So sometimes the scores are totally off right. from what's presented to them. So um, I think they think it's worst case scenario, like, oh, my credit score is going to be like 540. Um, but majority of the time, clients are completely fine. They're good. Yeah. 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 And I think I wanted to bring that up because, I mean, we see it all the time, you know. So yeah. it's like, you know, that we have this, okay, I'm ready to go. And they rush up to this point. Mm-hmm. And then when you're like, okay, we're going to go ahead and pull credit. Like, oh, well, wait, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> I don't think I'm there. <laughs> and worst case scenario, say we pull it and it's um, lower than our credit overlays. And um, clients are like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. We have a credit expert software, which actually shows us, okay, if you were to pay down this balance or if you were to remove yourself as an authorized user from this card, then your credit score could go up to this amount. So um, there's many different ways we can leverage credit and, you know, help you out 
we're ultimately here as a resource to our clients um, to not only help them with like their financial literacy, but like set them up in the best way possible because we don't want to just take their credit score and they're like, oh, well, you know, I actually still wanted to work on it even though, you know, you're, we're above your credit overlay. So it's very important that um, we keep that in mind with our clients. Yeah. And that's one thing, you know, explaining that, Hey, worst case scenario, you're going to come out of here with a game plan. Yes. You know, so, and and that's why I'll often say to first time home buyers who are worried about, you know, pulling credit, they don't know. Yes. (laughs) And a lot of people are like, Oh no, I'm still working on it. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, well a majority of clients, when they do it on their own, they, they mess it up. Yeah, yeah. They, they they make it worse. So right. leave it alone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> leave it to like, experts. Leave yeah. it to us. Yeah, we'll help you out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna go pay off a bunch of stuff that you didn't need to pay yeah. off. It doesn't have anything to do yeah, with it. So for sure. So now, okay. So if I've gone through this consultation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, we're gonna pull my credit. We pull mm-hmm. the credit. Credit's good. Yeah. Um, you know, we have an idea. So you would, you know, what is it that you're gonna give me so I can get out and actually go find a house? Yeah. So once your application is done, um, you've you've given me the proper documentation. I'll have to do like a review. I'll have to do like verifications of of employment, uh, verification of rent if you're renting, um, and I'll have to go through your income, your assets, so bank statements, your liabilities, your your you know your credit trade lines. Okay. Um, I'll have to see like if you own another house. I'll have to look at your mortgage statements, look at like homeowners insurance, HOA statements. Um, and things like that, property taxes. And um, we talk about DTI. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so DTI, what yeah, is DTI? So for conventional loans and FHA loans, mainly, we look at mm. debt-to-income ratios. So we look at, okay, how much money does this client make and how much are they paying in monthly, you know, expenses? Um, plus they're like, proposed mortgage payment. So we want to make sure that our clients are not, you know, spending their money (laughs) inappropriately. (laughs) Yeah. Pushing it to the limit. Um, we like to, I mean, there's obviously guidelines, but we want to make sure like, okay, this is financially feasible for this client and it makes sense. The last thing we want to do is put a client into a home and they experience payment shock. Right. right. Um, so we look at debt to income ratios uh, for VA loans. Specifically, we look at residual. So residuals, how much money do you have at the end of the month after you get paid, after mm-hmm. you paid all your monthly expenses, and then after the proposed mortgage payment? Okay. So there are certain guidelines based on like family size for VA, but um, main, mainly we look at DTI or debt to income ratio for FHA and conventional. Okay. Good to know. So, and, and how would it differ if, let's say, if I just worked a regular job, you know, what documentation I provide you versus mm-hmm. if I, I'm running my own company? You know, I see. How does that, how's that work out? <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's a few different documents. Um, I actually have like an email template, so well, it makes go. it super easy. <laughs> got it all locked yeah, in. Yeah. Don't tell anybody though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but like for VA clients, we ask for LES. So, super simple for VA. Um, like active duty. So we asked for the LES. Okay. We asked for a bank is that, statement. Is that another acronym? <laughs> yeah. So, it, so it's actually like basically their pay stub and okay. they get it every month. So gotcha. we'll ask for their um, statement that it's like a 30 day statement. Uh, for like anybody that's self-employed, we'll ask for two years of tax returns. Um, like say 
now that we're in 2022 and majority of people haven't filed 2021 taxes yet so we'll ask for 2019 2020 and then a profit and loss statement okay gotcha. and um self-employed can be a little bit tricky (laughs) uh, because a lot of people want to write things off and (laughs) and that's fine that's fine um that's normal you know you're obviously going to have certain expenses that you want to write off um but that greatly impacts how much you qualify for um for you know a regular employee in nine to five uh, will ask for uh, 30 days of pay stubs. We'll ask for, you know, your employer's information, HR payroll for those verifications of employment, um, W-2s for the last two years and things like that. So, okay. so getting all in the business. Yeah. Got to get it all. Yeah. Got to get it all. <laughs> got to make sure that I'm ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. So now that you've gone through all this stuff and I'm, I'm good, I'm golden, right? So, mm-hmm what do I need now? Like what, what's the next step for me? So the next step, so once we have everything dialed in, um, we, you know, your debt to income ratios look good or your residual looks good. Uh, we have like an automated underwriting system where we can, you know, automatically underwrite your loan based on what we put in the application. Okay. So it's very important that we get like verified inco- uh, like verified information, um, things that are legit. Get because, it all done, yeah, yeah, on time, get it all in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then it'll say, okay, this person's approved eligible. Okay. Um, then I'll be like, hey, you're approved for this much. A lot of people say, hey, I want to find out my max. And then I'll send them like an estimated fee worksheet, which shows um, like the, all the fees. So closing costs, it'll show like title escrow fees, any third-party fees. Um, prepaids and reserves, so um, any property taxes and homeowners insurance payments. And so it kind of breaks it down that way. And um, sometimes we'll get like a refer eligible, which means that we'll have to send it to an underwriter for a manual underwrite. So um, like, especially if I see any bankruptcies, we'll get like a refer eligible. That doesn't mean that the client isn't approved. Um, It just means that an uh, an official underwriter needs to go through the file. Physically look at it and Mm -hmm. do everything. So you're not getting, it doesn't just go through the system like, boom, you're good. Now somebody's actually got to look through all your paperwork. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. And so, um, so once you're, I'm approved, you know, I'm going out there now, um, you know, you're going to give me that, that pre-approval letter Mm -hmm. saying that, Hey, you go have fun. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Hey, you're qualified for one and a half million or whatever. So Mm -hmm. if I'm going out and let's say I find a home and, and, and this market is very, very tough. Right very, difficult, very, <laughs> very difficult, <laughs> very tough to get an offer accepted in this market. But mm-hmm. um, it, once I do get an offer accepted, mm-hmm. you know, I'm working with an agent, obviously showing me homes, things of that nature. You're working with that agent as well to make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. everything's staying, you know, everybody's staying in communication. But once I get approved, now I'm in escrow. Yeah. What does that escrow process look like? What mm-hmm. am I responsible for? Yeah. So uh, once you're in escrow, we kind of like take over everything. So we're, us as a lenders, we're in contact with the escrow officers or, you know, attorneys if you're in other states. Um, but we're 
we're specifically in um, in contact with the escrow office and we'll, you know, tell them like, okay, this is a property. These are the things that we're looking for um, from, you know, title and things like that. And uh, what we request from the borrowers not to open any new credit lines. <laughs> Don't buy anything Don't go buy crazy. A car? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but, okay. <laughs> but specifically like we'll ask for, okay, EMD. So like earnest money deposit. So we'll have to make sure it, you know, if there's an EMD presented on your contract, okay. Uh, when is that due date? Okay. Uh, once you have your check written, we'll need to see bank statement showing that that EMD cleared your account. Gotcha. Um, we'll have to make sure like there's no large deposits that are above your paychecks. Like we don't want a random ten thousand dollar deposit. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. If anything, just explain that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to see any cash deposits right, right. that are above like five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. But so we'll like you know fair warn our our borrowers. Okay. You know don't. Don't do's do any, yeah. yeah. Don't do anything that will yeah. make your underwriter suspicious. Right. Um, we'll also request, like, depending on when you get pre-approval, request like new updated pay stubs, bank statements. Um, we'll ask for you to go out to an insurance agent and you know get a bound policy for homeowners insurance. It. It's very important that your home is insured for the full loan amount. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sound, sound like you're speaking from experience. There yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, and there's some areas I know like in San Diego County where some homes are having a hard time getting insured if they're in a mm -hmm. high fire area or things of that nature. Yeah. So. And I have a lot of clients in uh, New Mexico where their homeowner's insurance is higher out there than it is here. Mm -hmm. um, but their loan amounts are basically half the size, but okay. it's because of tornadoes, floods. Oh, gotcha. um, it's pretty crazy out in New Mexico. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I got some crazy weather patterns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't think about that. Yeah, you know, I'm so like gung-ho on California, but yeah, as you get outside of California, there's different issues. That yeah, and also um, <clears throat> once we get into escrow, we have like all the initial um, needs list and documentation. We'll send it send your loan over to approval to the underwriter officially. Then she'll come back with like approval conditions. So if she sees something that maybe, uh, you know, catches her eye, like, oh, you know, why do you have this alias on your credit report? Or, you know, why do you have this address in Texas, but you live in California? Why do you have that on your credit report? Or, you know, any social security discrepancies, things like that. So um, we'll come back with approval conditions. You know, the appraisal is obviously one of them that's always an approval condition, uh, especially for VA. Um, we don't, we haven't had any Tidewaters recently. Um, oh, so Tidewater. <laughs> a Tidewater is when like your purchase price or your, um, your purchase price is higher than what the appraised value comes in at. So as lenders, we actually take the lower of the two. So if your purchase price is 550, but your appraisal came in at 545, we have to go from the lower of the two. So whether that means that you have to split the difference with the sellers, um, the seller lowers their purchase price or you come up with that extra money, um, that's a decision that you would have to make okay, as gotcha. a borrower. And so <laughs> that, that, and again, this is important because a lot of first time home buyers are like worried, especially right now when they're, you know, having to pay higher prices, mm -hmm. right? They're in order to get their offer accepted, they're kind of throwing that money at this house. Yeah. Like hope is worth it, right? Yeah. But you know, 
as a first time home buyer, most of these loan programs, you're getting an appraisal done, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to kind of protect yourself, especially VA with yeah. the Tidewater situation. So you're protected, you know, where mm-hmm. when, if things don't line up, if they don't come back at where your contract price is, there's some renegotiations that have to take yes. place, you know, buyer, seller, and the agents get involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, that's important to highlight because a lot of buyers, like I said, they're afraid. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to overpay for this house, yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah, for as long sure. as that appraisal's there, then, you know, you're kind of protected. Yeah. And as you mentioned, uh, VA and FHA actually has an mandatory clause. So if the appraisal comes in lower than the purchase price, um, then you, you know, you don't have to forfeit your EMD, your earnest money deposit. Um, you're essentially saved because right. the VA and FHA guidelines want to protect you. Um, you know, the first time home buyer, um, from, you know, purchasing more, you know, purchasing at a value that it's not really valued right, at. Right, you get know? upside down, for sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's, it's there to protect you. And like you said, mm-hmm. especially first-time home buyers, the VA and the FHA. As you yeah. get in the conventional and start doing, you know, <laughs> adjustable rate, or, you, you know, you're supposed yeah. to be an experienced yeah. <laughs> type of buyer or investor. 5%, 10% down. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So they're, they're not so worried. But, yeah, they don't want you to be upside down early mm-hmm. on. So that makes yeah. sense. So what is that process? I know we explained a lot, you know, a lot of paperwork going back and forth, um, you know, but from escrow from start to finish, typically, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a typical market, what is a beginning to end? How many days does that take? So we specialize in um, 21 day escrows. I've noticed a lot of deals come in and they're, you know, around the 30 day range. I don't know if it's just like how it is right now, the market. I noticed a lot of 21 day escrows towards um, the end of last year, but now um, a lot of people are going towards like new construction. So um, some of those can, you know, be drawn out to 45, 60 days sometimes. So I would say the average right now is about 30 days. Okay. So 30 days. So Mm -hmm. going into escrow 30 days later, hopefully, Mm-hmm. Things go smooth. I've done, mm-hmm. you know, everything I need to do in the escrow process. So I'm getting my keys now. And and am I expected to pay my mortgage when I get my keys? Like, when is my mor- mortgage going to be due? <laughs> no, you actually don't. Um, it's a few months out, depending on when you close um, in the month. Um, so it can be two months. Uh, it could be one month, just depending on where you land in the month. Okay. Um, but, yeah. 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 I, I was just kind of highlighting that because I know even for, um, you know, majority of the deals that that we do, if they're closing like mid month around mid month, you know, they're like, oh, I got to come up with, you know, still oh, paying my yeah. rent no, no, and no, paying no. the house <laughs> on the first, you know, two weeks, you know, yeah, now I got to pay for no. both. So, yeah. you know, having that understanding that, yeah, you, you typically will have like, especially if it does close in the middle of the month. It won't be that first, but it'll be the following first. So hopefully you won't have rent at that time. (laughs) You're out of a rent situation. But is there anything like in that process where you see, you know, that is really just a struggle? Like, you know, I know that there's a lot of things to overcome as a first time home buyer, but are there any things that like you just see buyers fall out or or do they tend to stick it out? Yeah, I think um, especially in this market, a lot of, first-time homebuyers specifically um, are just like kind of discouraged and get worn out. Mm. And, uh, you know, 
home buyers they they like to fall in love with properties <laughs> and right, right. you know they're like oh you know i saw this one house and i'm done like i just want to place one offer <laughs> right, right. but it's more like okay we need to go home shopping a few times see a, a few different houses and put a few different offers down right, right. um so i that's what i've seen the most is okay. you know competing with multiple offers and um finding one that you truly love and you know getting your offer to accept it but it, it does happen oh yeah I'm, yeah it does happen that's why you know I, I i deal with a lot of clients especially first-time home buyers and it's like okay this wasn't the house for you it's okay mm -hmm. we're gonna keep going you know and i yeah. i have this mindset and again it goes back to that you know playing sports you know yeah. that competition like we're gonna find your house you're mm -hmm. going to win yeah. <laughs> yeah you are going to win if exactly. you keep going as long as you don't quit yeah and you know when buyers have seasoned realtors that you know know how to negotiate and know how to um, create contracts that puts them in a position that um, kind of like is it as advantageous to the buyer where it's not putting the buyer in a in a spot where they don't need to be but it's using their money wisely okay where we where can we put an emd can we put you know this amount down and it'll be comfortable it'll basically cover closing costs so you know yeah, it's just different things, ways to strengthen the offers. Exactly. For sure, yeah. yeah. It's not always just the purchase price. You know, exactly. Sometimes it's terms. It's some yeah. giving some time for the seller to move out. Even 21 days escrow, you know, those right. are really strong, um, you know, things, especially if buyers want to get out of their property quick. Right. Um, you know, if the loan's contingent on them selling their home so they can get into, you know, another home, um, that's important too. For sure. So. Now, I appreciate that. I mean, that definitely yeah. will help first time home buyers kind of get a better understanding of, you know, what to expect. You know, I think a lot of it is, you know, you are a consultant. You have to yeah. kind of coach them through. So that's good. Um, and then, you know, is there anything that, you know, as a first time home buyer, if somebody's out there and they're renting right now, any mm -hmm. advice that you have for them as far as, you know, just kind of pulling the trigger, just yeah. <laughs> whatever the case may be? Yeah, I would say a lot of first time home buyers and just home buyers in general think they have a purchase price, like a max purchase price in mind, and they'll qualify for way more than they think. Mm -hmm. Like they'll fill in an application and put like 450 and they'll be good at like 800,000. Wow. But it's like, you know, preconceived notions when they first go into the application and they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> think I can, worse. Yeah. yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can qualify for anything <laughs> when, you know, they can qualify for a lot. And right. um, I would say, you know, take the leap. It, it doesn't hurt to try it right. for one because you know we're not going to say okay you can't buy ever like, <laughs> right. well, sorry yeah <laughs> and and you want to be educated right financial literacy is everything and um if you can get the resources early while you can like i'm telling my sister this right. already from the beginning like hey you, you need to work on right. some certain things and you know this is the path that I think you need to take and um ensuring that you know if you are renting buy a house before you buy a new car there you go <laughs> house before the car please a house yes. before the car <laughs> buy an asset that can potentially make you money right. in the end uh versus you know something that's going to limit how much you can make especially if your payments you know twelve hundred dollars for that new mercedes <laughs> right, not, that yeah. you want <laughs> no you're not so. buying a house anytime soon not here in california yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you can you can buy your Mercedes after you buy your right, house. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, that, that's vital information. I just I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of I know course. it's been a, a while. We we're trying to get this together, but thank you so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge and experience. Hopefully, we get you on another time. Hopefully, yeah. some questions come in. We can just have you back. So. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, always, you know, you know that you can take that first step. You know, as Bree said, you know, take that leap. You can visit our website at homeownerprep.com slash ebook you can download our free ebook which is called stop paying rent um, and that is a free download for you to kind of get the ball rolling and let you know exactly what to expect from the real estate side of things as well so you know i hope you got some value from today's episode be sure to share with everybody you know and i uh, mm -hmm. look forward to giving some more vital information on the next episode thank you i hope you got some value from today's episode if you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.